0: Welcome to our podcast, This Life, the Chronicles of Autism Mums. I'm Alison Saraf, and I'm joined each week by amazing women who happen to have children on the spectrum. We talk about navigating the ups and downs of parenting kids with autism and how that affected us and our lives as women, professionals, and mothers. Strap in, grab some tissues, sometimes you'll cry from empathy and others from laughter. Join us on our journey of this life. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of This Life Podcast brought to you by Learn Autism. This week, we are going to be talking about how to get the best out of your kids' SEN team. So thank you for joining me today, ladies. Hello.
1: Hello. Hi.
0: Um, it's right. So, I mean, we'll just get started because I think this is quite um, an emotive topic, especially for me. Um, and I'm not sure about you, ladies, but I know that um, with our, you know, kids' SEND teams, we, and when I say send teams, I mean educators, therapists, um, pediatricians, or anybody in your um, kind of close circle of your 360 um, kind of team that you you know, you know work with and closely and who works closely with your child. Um, so I think that um, to kind of set the record straight, it just depends on where you live um, as to who chooses that team. So sometimes people in that team get allocated to you Or, you know, sometimes we might be paying people privately and we might be able to uh, pick and choose. Um, So I think either if you're in that situation, you know, either situation um, is always difficult. It's a bit of a relationship, isn't it? It's like any new relationship, choosing somebody to fit into that team. You never really know how it's going to go. You know, if it's going to be a rocky one, you know, you can start out with the best of intentions, but maybe they don't fit with the rest of the team or maybe... You know they're not quite what you expected them to be, or you know their CV is not reflecting you know what what their kind of output is. So um, I just wanted to start maybe with Moira. Um, what is your experience of you know getting your kind of son's team together, and you know how how do you or how have you in the past or have you achieved a team working efficiently together?
2: Um, well, from the beginning, we just assumed that Callum just needed speech, so it was just a speech therapist we were looking for.
0: Yeah. Um.
2: And even with just the one therapist, we went through several of them.
0: And why? Why was that? Why did you go through like? Um, because several? I think
2: more than how qualified they are, right? Because everybody, it, it some are more qualified than others, but everyone is qualified to a level, right, to do the job, right. But more important than that is personality mm-hmm. and how they got on with your child. Mm-hmm. They have to gel, yeah, to make the session productive.
0: Yeah. So, did you did you used to kind of sit in on those sessions to find out whether or not you thought Callum was probably getting the best out of the session, or was it like based on, you know, obviously he's quite a communicative child, so you know, would well, you be able to Well, he wasn't at tell? the beginning, right? Okay, <laughs>
2: which is why and. And it was all new to me. So, yeah, I did sit in for the most part, except uh, the one who saw him in nursery. Um, and it was all new to me. So I didn't really know what I was looking at yeah. or what to base it on or anything. But mm. as time went on, mm. oh, then he went to EI and he had ABA first. And I don't think I even thought about the gelling of all the therapists right. together at the beginning. Yeah. Um, so I did thought you, they all had different see- roles to yeah, play. Yeah, so maybe all different they disciplines, right, yeah. Yeah, and then he went to EI and, of course, they were all there and he was allocated and I didn't choose and it was all fine. So then when he came out of EI to go to mainstream, then I had to figure out what therapies he was going to continue. Mm-hmm. Um, and we did... It took a few goes until I found the ones that I were having more knowledge and experience, um, the ones that I felt were benefiting the most.
0: Right. So, but I mean, you know, how do you think you go about identifying primarily pe- I mean, you know, we're not, obviously not talking necessarily about identifying the right therapist for your child today, but more about, you know, how did you identify that a team was more important than just having individuals working um, with your child kind of independently, how how did you figure out that it was, you know, it was critical to have, and is it critical? Do you think now well, is it yeah. critical to have a team that works together?
2: Yeah, of course. And when he was in an EI and all the therapists were under one roof and they were all, they would talk amongst themselves yeah. about each child. Right. And each of them would be working on, maybe they would all be working on the same theme, but mm. in their own areas. And and obviously when he goes to school, it, you know they can't be working um in silos they need to the therapist should be working on the same content that the teachers are working on so there's consistency and um, what's the word when he, the transference of skills in different situations
0: mm, yeah yeah so it's a, a transfer of skills and it's um trying to get those skills kind of laid out in every kind of environment and every yeah. kind of situation so
2: I tried to make sure that the teacher had contact with the therapist right and vice versa and it,
0: you know I mean, but it,
2: it wasn't a, a regular thing and I probably had to instigate it
0: yeah okay mm. what was your experience of um you know how you've Reen, obviously, you know, you were in a situation um, from a, a time when there wasn't so much um, uh, early intervention here. Mm-hmm. So you couldn't get all of those services in one place. Mm-hmm. So I would imagine that you're kind of more of a, you know, a, a veteran of trying to get all of these people kind of together
3: and working together.
0: What what you know, what did you find the hardest thing about it and how did you identify
3: that it was important I think at the end, you realize that you're the project manager for right. your child because yeah. no one's going to take charge mm-hmm. of him. I mean, everything is all, you know, everybody works individually. On the very, Everybody's very silo, right? So and uh, no one was talking to each other because all your therapists are not from one center. Did they, then, sorry
0: to did they ever say to you, this is a really good idea if I speak to this person or this person so that those skills can be... Um, kind of transferred across to all of these different areas so that you were all working on the same thing because in Mm -hmm. my head now that Mm -hmm. makes total sense to me but actually at the time when I was kind of new to all this like Moira said I would have probably imagined that those individualized skills wouldn't have been important to be able to um, Mm -hmm. put them together so you know did did any one therapist say to you this is a really good idea if I talk to like the ABA therapist or the speech therapist or the occupational therapist I think it
3: did not basically occur to them Mm. uh, but it did quickly occur to me that they need to be talking to each other because there's no point I have a plan for for him in school but that it's not executed throughout right. you know throughout his entire entire day yeah. or it's not being you know so the teacher must put in something the therapist must put in something yeah. the the teacher must know what the therapist is doing yeah. so and to see that he's actually applying it in school right. as well
0: even even if it's something as, as simple as like handwriting so if you've got like a fine motor skill right. then ma- majority of the right. time that is right. an occupational therapist's right. kind of domain right but the majority of the time as an example they're using pencil if they're not typing they're using to, you know yeah. they're writing in yeah. school so that should be transferred across right, right? and right. then if for example they don't particularly like using or writing or trying to mm-hmm. write because maybe it hurts or maybe right. it's not it's, very comfortable yeah. for them, then maybe that's something that the behavioral therapist needs to to work True. on. So that's mm-hmm. like that's a really good example, isn't it, True. of why yeah.
3: like, that should work as a, a 360. It's really, very important. Mm. Yeah. Mm. And then, you know, so everything that... So, for example, like what the um, speech therapist is doing, what the OT is doing, the psychologist on board needs to know and she could actually... You know, prepare his learning plan mm-hmm. for the school to adopt mm-hmm. what needs to be to be do done at school. Mm-hmm. So everybody needs to meet and every you know once every few months or at least talk to each other and what's happening and what other success stories and what we need to take out from his plan and what we need to right put into into his plan. And yeah. when you first suggested that, because it it sounds to me like
0: you know you were the one that kind of instigated right. this. Yep. kind of team effort rather than working individually right. would they how did they when you suggest it how did you suggest okay. it to them that
3: they should all be working together and what was their reaction i think that the team i think the therapists were all on board right. because they could see the benefit right for the child were you shocked that um, they hadn't suggested
0: it to you or is it just like mm-hmm. one of those things with all of this stuff with our kids it just kind of goes over our head because it's like what's another thing that i need to do you just take that on board and think well Okay, right. fine. Right. You know, you're a veteran parent now, right. so you're used to kind of picking up the slack and kind of bringing situations together right. and like project but I managing think, it. Like,
3: yeah, but I think because everybody's busy, everybody has their own thing. And because, mm-hmm. you know, no one comes in from, like I said, they're not in one clinic. They're not right. in one center. Everybody yeah. is doing their own yeah. thing. Yeah. And, you know, so maybe the thought was not there mm-hmm. to begin with. Mm-hmm. And But, you know, they were very open. They were very happy to mm-hmm. actually... You know, be working together to pass notes to each other mm-hmm. to because they it they know that it's important. It's it's for the child's benefit. Right. It's not for no, mm-hmm. anyone else. Mm-hmm. And and then and then we brought it to school. Mm-hmm. So I think school slowly accepted that they would need to. Do this. So, is that class. the toughest
0: part for you? Is getting the school on board to
3: get them agree? But because you are being backed up by specialists, so the school will be is more receptive mm-hmm. to what you want.
0: I think that's quite an interesting point, actually, because when you you know, I think the the majority of the situations that seem to occur, certainly within our group of um, you know friends and um, you know kids that have autism, is the fact that it generally tends to be the school that we struggle most with um, because it seems like our team of therapists and specialists understand you know, what's required more so, and putting it into an educational setting is actually harder for whatever reason that might be. Um, so I think that's a very interesting point. So if you are trying to kind of get your team together or to try and make positive changes, um, and to encourage that kind of 360 approach with transferable skills, then you would recommend that one of the best ways to do that is to kind of get those professionals together and back it up with the evidence and right. then take it to...
3: Right, the next yeah. level. Yeah. Get them on board, get yeah. them in sync. Yeah. You know, get make sure that you have everything that you need to actually speak to the school with them. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And Homo, what is your experience of... Um, maybe a situation with a team or your team when it's not gone quite to plan and it's not going mm. your
1: way, and how you see it going? Uh, well, I think we started off, um, it just feels like that, that we, we started off at a time when um, this country was still coming to terms with this idea of having these additional. Uh, resources in school and um, yeah I remember going to my son's um, school and talking to the principal and um, um, telling her that uh, he will have um, an ABA therapist um, slash LSE slash shadow teacher coming with him so all rolled into one. And she was, um, for her, it was an alien idea that what's uh, what's a shadow teacher? What's autism? What is what is happening? She was like, I'm intruding into her territory. And I was like, no, this, is, this will actually be beneficial for you. You will have additional help of a professional. She will totally, you know, help my son. Your teacher won't have to struggle. So like just, you know, we started off at that point where just... So you didn't start off in a kind of good place N- no but no. Uh, but i was lucky that i had um we were lucky to secure some uh good professional help um uh, but it was like th- there was no team we we had to um i was like y- you can say i'm in a supermarket and i had to pick and choose okay i need this i need this i need this mm. and then um at that at that point you're so desperate you just want everyone to just you just want those professionals to give you the Rs that, okay, can I have these many Rs from you? Can I have these many Rs from you? And then I think at one, there was once a time that we tried to get them all together. Um, but luckily, I mean, this, this is such a small place that they kind of knew each other anyway. Um, they, they, so they were, they were the ABA therapist and the um, speech. They were working together. They compared notes. Um, And and was that
0: down to your communication? Was that down to you kind of helping and assisting that? Because, you know, why do you think that there was a pushback with the school to begin with? Why do you think that there was kind of like, you know, a a territory issue? There was a defensiveness, it seems like. What do you think caused that?
1: I think uh, uh, it has to do with, um, I think people resist change, and 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 maybe it's also a cultural thing because uh, where we live, it is hard to, it is it's hard to accept changes so quickly. So you have to have an open mind. And I was I was really grateful that being in in the place that we are, they were able to accept that. Okay, that okay, we'll we'll make these changes. So you help for you. them. You
0: help them yes. to understand. So it was your communication and. You bringing people that were professional, yes, to kind of help them to understand that they were being supported; they weren't, you weren't trying to take over their kind yep. of roles. Yes, um, so it's it's interesting actually because you know we we try our best to kind of get our teams together, and I, I know that I at the start of every year, or I have done previously when Noah's been in a mainstream school, I've really. It makes me quite nervous a few weeks before the start of the school year, because I'm already thinking, you know, if we happen to and we've had a couple of changes. We had a couple of changes of shadow teacher um, like LSA, learning support teacher. And, you know, you don't necessarily always know what you're going to get. So what you see on a CV or who you're introduced to um, is not necessarily, in my experience, what we are you know, what what we find. And I always find it an interesting dynamic. I think interesting is probably not the quite word. I, I, I dread the dynamic often between teachers and shadow teachers and um, therapists because I feel like in the real world, there's a lot of egos. There's a lot of people that are not probably... Um, that aware like you know the people at the school that you were talking about that didn't know anything about it and so therefore they kind of get defensive about the situation yeah. and then there's a kind of kink in that chain where we've all identified of how important it 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 really is for these people to be working together um okay ladies so share away your uh, <laughs> your best experiences of um shockers who's first I know you've all You're got them come on <laughs> <laughs> Looking at I don't think her, I've had a, you a shocker. Well,
2: I d- <laughs> to be fair, I think we were quite lucky. We, when we went to mainstream, we were allocated a shadow, and we had the same shadow for four years. Come on, which Moira, is that is, the is that good or bad? He got very used to her. They worked well. She really cared about him. They had a good relationship. Mm. It was. was
0: it, yeah, I'm good
2: yeah um so but at the end at the end um we felt it was better to there was part just some ways. complacency there I think and so yeah just, I think so yeah. and and something well fresh, something you know new. we had we had the issues with the school and how the school treated the LSAs and the coordination between the teacher and the LSA wasn't always mm. as it should yeah. be yeah. you know we yeah. were kind of out on a limb
0: yeah so I will just ask
3: that. So Reem, what's your um what's your 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 best and your worst? Yeah, so um we were dumped uh by our That's shadow teacher. Dumped everybody. Yeah. Dumped dumped <laughs> by our shadow teacher late at night. So probably I received a text from her. I actually received a text from her the day before saying that she was going for an interview and I knew she was looking for something, but we had a we had a Not to say a deal, we had an agreement that should I pay her an X amount, she would stay for the term. So when she was saying that she, I need to go for interview, I was like, all right, fine. Because I knew she was looking for something else. And, but in the back of my head, she would still be here for the term. And I would still have time to look for someone else should she get the job. And I didn't expect it to be, you know, something immediate. But the next day, she texts me while I was going to bed and said that I'm not coming in tomorrow because I just got this job and I need to start immediately. And I'm like, didn't you tell your employee that you're with someone? And... At least you need to give notice. And she says, oh, no, this is a too important of a job that I have to start immediately, else I would lose it.
0: Right, so hang on a minute. So you, she then, re, she negotiated mm-hmm. with you in the first place to ensure that you had to pay her more money to stay, to, to finish. To finish, yeah. And then she then just decided to take another job without mm-hmm. any Only worry noticed. for right. your son no, and how
3: the fact that he wasn't no. going to be able to go to school the next day. No. So she just said yeah. i'm really sorry but no. i have to leave yeah you know else i lose this yeah. job yeah and i'm like would you just be able to negotiate with your yeah. new employee yeah. that you stay yeah maybe at least a week until i can sort this out yeah. and you know because tomorrow is gonna be crazy yeah. what am i gonna do tomorrow yeah. and right what did she say and she said no they really want me to start immediately absolutely oh, unbelievable like, did yeah. you send him to school i had to send him to school i had to you know I, I i did send him to school i said you know can we just um try this for today and i'll try to sort something out immediately and thank god like that same day or the day after i managed to get someone mm-hmm. and she started immediately mm-hmm. but basically with no training nothing but you know eliza heads up on what you, he needs you, to do yeah, and he followed up. I, yeah. the point was to have somebody but it was just Crazy that mm. someone can just yeah. leave you just like that yeah. without a thought yeah. of or being yeah. considerate mm. that you know you have I mean you're not working with any child, you're working with child on the spectrum with yeah. the requirement that they need to have yeah. an a okay. in in school. Yeah. It's no it's not for me, it's for my child. At mm. least think yeah. about that. You know, giving giving me at least two, three days would at least be better than nothing, but you know, obviously yeah. that didn't happen. What yeah.
0: about you, Hema?
1: Any shockers? Um, Did you get dumped by text? Oh, <laughs> yeah. uh, well, uh, no not not by text but you know <laughs> <laughs> to my face. <laughs> <laughs> like um um th- the first one uh, <laughs> just, <laughs> <laughs> the first one decided like she she told us in um you know there's a saying in Urdu um uh, like putting the gun on someone's shoulder and then firing it you know like you taking someone else's Uh, support by firing your own gun but she like we were in a meeting and she told um, us that she will not be our shadow anymore and I said you know why are you doing this in a meeting when when there's a principal and a therapist and everyone you're aren't you supposed to be on my side can't we do this privately but it happened like that and we just had to you know, accept that. And then the the next one, she decided to work for the school. She said, oh, I got a job offer from the school I'm working. I said, but you're my shadow. (laughs) How can you work for the school? But, you know, that was a better offer. This is
0: the thing, but it's so grossly unfair. All of this is just piled on parents and it's just not, it's just not right. It's, for me, as a a parent, who we always struggle anywhere to find good, reliable, quality, yeah, services. Yeah. Um, in whichever um kind of jurisdiction of that kind of educational therapy, um, kind of three hundred and sixty. You yeah. know, we. I always feel that we need to keep a really kind of close tabs on what's happening because, yeah. it, in it, it's not fair. It's and and, and as Reen said. Is not you're. Not, it's not doing. You're not doing it to you. Yeah. You're doing it to your. It, I don't know. Eight, ten year old child. Your your child who yes. is reliant on that particular person to to be able to go to school every yeah. day.
1: I mean, you would think that uh, you know. Before I got into all of this thing, I used to think that oh, you know, people are compassionate and they have you know they'll do the mm. education system and they, they'll do anything for kids you know it's for the kids but no it doesn't work that way mm-hmm. it's a job if they get a better offer they will leave and you know some some of course I'm not saying like everyone is bad I mean there are people who um they do give hundred and like they do they do try their best um like so, but it's, uh, a, it's like, the
0: luck of the draw isn't it you don't yeah. get a consistency and yeah. I think that's the thing so you know, with with that said, um, do you think that part of the issue, you know, because we've all had a lot of instability, I think that's probably the most polite way of putting it, and it does put a huge amount of pressure on us as parents. One, because we obviously feel the, you know, ch- children have a right to an education, our kids need to be in school, and I know a lot of our situations have changed, but during that period of time, they weren't allowed to attend school without... Um, you know, that, that support in place. So there, I, I'm just interested to kind of really, I always find it, I, I'm at this point in my life where I always trying to understand people's actions. And I really struggle to do that. And actually, as I get older, I find it more frustrating when I don't understand why somebody reacts in the way that they do. And I kind of try and search all the time to kind of find a reason. And I wonder whether or not, the people that we've experienced, and there's a lot out there. And as you said, him there's a lot of good, but there's also a lot of people that really don't give a crap. Yeah. And you know, one, they shouldn't be in the jobs that they're in, if that's the case, because one, these jobs don't—I don't, don't necessarily—they don't reward you in payment, but they should. You know, if you're that a good fit yeah. for that job in any sort of field, yeah. they, it should be kind of rewarding. Yeah. But I wonder whether or not they feel valued i wonder whether or not they feel like do you think that they understand the value that they bring
1: you know uh, sorry i just wanted to say when when you were saying some that i just something just popped up in my head that um like not everyone is cut out for this job or um you know uh, not related to my lsa but my lsa told me i i ended up having a really nice lsa Um, um he was a male LSA, uh, very rare in these situations, uh, very hard to find because of the laws in this country, it's, it's hard to employ a male LSA. But anyway, um, so so and there's another child um, in the class who has an LSA uh, with him. And uh, for some reason, uh, she hates me. <laughs> I don't know why. And uh, even though I've never talked to her, I've never interacted with her. Uh, but I think she doesn't like my son. And then my Alyssa told me that she was saying that um, when they were sitting in the class and she was going, uh, just, just look, um, that it's, she's talking about my son. She was saying, just look, he's going to do something. He's going to do something. He's going to get into trouble. He's going to do something. And I say, "I was like, why, why, this? why this hatred? I, I've bumped into her so many times. We're alone in the elevator. We're alone in the toilet. And I just feel these negative vibes. And I was like, my and my son hasn't done anything to you. And like he he's, he's very playful, he's very funny. And one time um, the, the LSA was sick, so I had to shadow my son in those rare circumstances, the school allowed it and I stayed with him. And, um, but she did not know that I was there. So he entered first and I, I came in later and my son was playing with her um, student and he was just joking around and she shouted at him that i'm going to report you to the principal and then she turned and she looked at me and then she quieted down that and i was like why is mm-hmm. she even fit enough i mean is i don't know what goes on behind my back and i just i just you know that that image that i had in my mind that the, the people in the education system will wholeheartedly embrace these children and they will have compassion for them because you know their special needs, they're extra special, that has all been shattered, you know, it just uh, I yeah. think that's one of yeah. these
2: situations where this person has clearly not been in education, come off the street just looking for a job, mm. any job mm. and mm. hasn't been trained, hasn't got the empathy for the job.
3: But the education system does not embrace them. They put yeah. in all these conditions that, that, at the end, I let your child into school, but he needs to meet all these conditions. Mm. Mm. And it's, it's not even, you know, it's not recognizing the child has a challenge or a need mm. that they need. They, yeah. It's like, mm. you meet this condition, basically, you're just like any other children.
1: Mm. Yeah. So,
0: and and like you said, I think it's a very good point that you made is the fact that if the school doesn't embrace them as part of their team Mm -hmm. and part of their, um, you know, an important part of their team, fundamental, in fact, then they'd feel undervalued. And so if they feel undervalued, then, you know, if you feel undervalued in whatever job you do, if that's as a lawyer or a firefighter or, you know, whatever it is that you do, then you're not going to do your job to the best of your potential. Mm -hmm. So, um... I think a lot of times
2: teachers find any adult parent, LSA in their classroom an intrusion and a distraction. Yeah, it's interesting that
0: you, it's, I found that don't a lot tell myself. tell me how to do
2: my job. Yeah. Kind of defensive. Yeah. they're not welcoming. That's support mm-hmm. or but, help. But there's a
0: disconnect yeah, yeah. there because I think most of the time I don't think you know anyone is there to kind of spy on the teacher because mm. I'm not an educator, so I don't you know. I don't necessarily know what they should be teaching or how they should be teaching it. I think that um, there is definitely a disc- it, you know, just a discord there and the communication is the key because I remember the last year that my son was at a mainstream school, um, I had a meeting with the teacher and the shadow teacher before the start of the year. And she made it very clear to me that how we had operated the year before was not going to happen. And she would update me when she was ready and she would tell me when she was ready. And it infuriated me to the point that I actually had to have numerous meetings with the school. But I needed to bring in my husband. I need, And normally, you know, fine, he can, you know, he can come, but I don't feel it necessary. I normally am the person that deals with it. But I was so frustrated, angry. And mm-hmm. every time something would happen, because it was just like a, a, a literal barrier, mm-hmm. I would ask questions. That I would say, you know, can I have the curriculum a week ahead of time so that we can kind of work on it with the like a therapist, like um, a special educator that we had coming into into the house because it was COVID and we were homeschooling a bit of the time so that we can look over it and make changes so that we're accommodations so that he can do the work. No, you're not doing that. You're not, you know, we're not. So it was literally, there was no... And it was benefiting nobody. Nobody. No, and it, and it was just, it was making mm. me ill mm. actually because I, going back to my original point of the fact that I don't understand people. I don't understand why you would do that. Oh. And I think that it's very much down to the fact that there's a lot of um there's there's a disconnect between parents and, you know, not necessarily therapists, but I think educators, because they don't understand the fact that a parent's a parent is not there and I wasn't trying to take over. You weren't a skink or anything no, unreasonable. I wasn't, but also I was trying to support him and in a, like, in a roundabout sort of way help her and help yeah, yeah. that whole situation. And, you know, I tried and tried in the same situation I've been in the year, you know, the years before it worked perfectly. And, you know, I wasn't kind of bulldozing the situation or anything, but it just got me to a point where we, we didn't keep the LSA. I think we made it to Christmas. I think we made it like three months into the year a school year and I was like no we're out I requested a change of teacher we had some very very serious conversations with the school and I really stamped my feet like to a point where I would never have spoken to the principal of the school like that. I mean, I lost my... I had a little hissy fit, actually. But they gave you yeah. no
2: support. No, they, they were didn't. But that on the I side mean, of the teacher, right? I mean, way, I
0: literally got yeah. to a point where I was threatening them. And I would never want to be... And, you know, it's not the way that you get yeah. what you need. Yeah. Um, but, you know, when you try everything else, it just yeah. gets you to a point where you feel that you're... You
1: know, You're backed in a corner. You are. Your yeah. back's against the wall. What do you yeah. do?
0: You know, oh, you know, okay, fine. We'll just leave it another six months then and we'll wait for another teacher and we'll see what yeah. happens. It's not, it shouldn't be that way. And it's, I think it's just, But you know, when you get to those situations, when everything's going great, it's fine. But I, I feel like when you get to a point where something's not quite working right for you and you, you are relying so heavily on that that person to be with your child every day even if you're going to critique them in any way it needs to be constructive because you know that if they're you know they're they're their lifeline at the end of the day in a school situation so it's very delicate it's a very delicate relationship that really really needs to be nurtured um but i you know
2: when you look back on it now because it mm, was horrific at the time yeah when you look back on it now do you think you would have done anything differently
0: I think I would have, yeah, I think I would have acted faster. And I don't think, um, I don't think I would have gone around the houses knowing what I know now. And I I wouldn't recommend like to anyone just to go in like a bulldozer. But now I look back, I see our situation was, it was not sort of, you know, it was horrendous. Um, um, So maybe I would have taken action sooner and I probably would have been a bit firmer and a bit, more direct with what yeah. I was suggesting was happening rather than maybe yeah. suggesting
1: that we could do this or do yeah. that.
0: Yeah. So I think but, you've you know, kind of got to play it by ear really.
1: Uh, you know what I've noticed um, out of all these years of therapy and, and professionals and, you know, we've, we've met a lot really qualified people mm. who, who are expert mm. in their fields mm. and, and, and I, you know, we, we deal with different peoples of, of coming from different countries and different nationalities and, Uh, different levels of professionalism and what i've what i've seen what has really helped is compassion Mm -hmm. there are we've i've met teachers i've met um shadow teachers i've met therapists who are who who are really compassionate who who have you know gone um beyond their um i would say mm, for a mile. yeah for 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 the mm-hmm. child and mm-hmm. and it's not just a job too, yeah. yeah it's mm-hmm. not and and you know and that has kept me that has given me hope you know I'm even till this day I I think about those teachers who mm. who did that for me and for my son and mm. I'm like you know that goes beyond any any service that you know whatever their CV says whatever their degree or whatever therapy that they've done mm. you know you know they've tell they've told me oh you know what humam oh, you don't worry i've got this he's in my class i've got this mm. and i'm like you know those words they're like oh my god mm. and mm. those were enough for me to mm. get me through
0: it's a relief as well isn't it it's the relief that somebody you feel like somebody's on yes. your side and Not your side, but your son's side, you know, they've they're protecting him and nurturing him and teaching him and embracing everything about him,
1: yeah, yeah, and it's not asking for much. I'm like, I wasn't asking them for a lot, it's just you know, sometimes you know, there's a yes, there are certain schools have rules, and you have to follow these certain rules, and therapists have rules, and you have to follow this, but sometimes you know sometimes you just want to have a little give mm. just l- release well, we the pro a little we need bit that because and they're kids yeah and yeah. and they have done that and mm. that has been i feel people should be in in education system and therapists they should be taught mm. this that mm. it's to be human you know okay. we somehow you you lose that somehow you lose that while on this journey mm-hmm. Um, and and that is that is important.
0: I think the interesting thing is is the fact that when when I think about education, um, I am surprised when someone goes above and beyond. I'm surprised by that, and I'm so grateful. And. That shouldn't be the way that it is. We should all be grateful for the help that and the support that we get, whatever we're doing whatever in our lives. Get, yeah. And, you know, whether or not it's my neurotypical kids or whether or not it's Noah. But they're so few and far between often, I think. And our experiences have shown that, that the people that really have your child's best intention, but, you know, that go above and beyond, that, um, yeah, it's it's... It's something that we don't take for granted um, because it's not the normal the normal track. Because and I, I, I purely I think that the majority of the time it's
3: actually just from a lack and of understanding. And it's being seen by other 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 students as well in the right. class. You yeah. know? like um, yesterday, um, Emma came back from school and she was like, "Oh, I really love my class teacher." I said, "Why?" Uh, well, I have this there's this boy in the class that he really likes to he really likes to fidget. So she actually got him something so he could he could move his legs, you know, while he's doing work. Oh, that's sweet. And this other child who likes to just scribble. So she actually pasted a paper on his desk. So every time he needs to scribble or draw, there's always something, and so he doesn't have yeah. to move around the yeah. class, and it's all is there. Oh, so just... that little things, These little, little changes. things, but the kids see that. Yeah. You're right, and, the ch- and children notices yeah. it. Yeah, they do. And yeah. that's where you learn empathy. Mm-hmm. You yeah. learn com- being compassion mm-hmm. and yeah. understanding because mm-hmm. it's it's transferred from this yeah. the top yeah. down yeah. right example. So, yeah. yeah absolutely yeah. okay ladies well um just to round this
0: conversation up because i think it's very interesting and for anyone who is listening it's um you know i think that we'll just share our kind of top tips now really about you know not necessarily our experiences but how we can give advice to parents? What you know? What's your best piece of advice? I mean, trying to get that team together. Obviously, we've talked about the good, and then we've talked about the not so good. Um, but not all of our, our experiences have not all been negative. Uh, but I think it's very important that we highlight how we can get the best out of them and what we should look for. So, um, what are your kind? Of, what's your best piece of advice for somebody that is kind of going through this journey? Obviously, you know, communication when you've got a team that large and you know we're trying to kind of generalize those skills a lot of the time and communicate and keep everybody up to date. It's such, it's a full-time job. So how how do we, what's your best piece of advice You know, from the experiences that you've had? I'm in a bit of a dilemma
2: Ooh. because um, Callum's got an excellent OT, but it is at the center where he did EI and he's been going there since he was three years old and he's now just turned 12. Mm -hmm. and he as I've discovered doesn't like being taken out early from school to go there he wants to stay in school which is great um and he doesn't like going to this center because it's for babies because that's what he um, associates it with um but she's so good and they get on so well together and he does progress and he enjoys it that I'm and we'll never get another roti like that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um so I'm really reluctant to give it up. Um we did have a speech therapist there too, but she's now at the school. So I'm happy that he's getting and and again, we we settled on the speech therapist because they just got him and they got his playful imaginative side that they could work into the the lesson. Turn things around so that he thought he was
0: <laughs> in control in control and <laughs> directing yeah
2: um and so it took a long time to get to the point where we have therapists that get him and um make it worthwhile so so yeah you just have to go through a lot to to find it and then when you find it you just have to hold on to it and yeah. not <laughs> yeah
0: yeah yeah try and hold on to it for as long as Uh, possible yeah yeah. so until it doesn't work and then until it doesn't work yeah right (laughs) yeah until you get dumped by text (laughs) stay at night (laughs) with no hope (laughs) sorry what's your advice turn your phone off at night Yeah. they can't find you because yeah. time, they can't <laughs> what was it burn a phone
3: <laughs> I think it's just <laughs> finding a, someone that a team that is you know resonates with your goals your mission your principles and basically who who has a compassion and empathy for your child and that's that's just you know what is really important, and and they because they are the ones that are working with your child, and if they have that, you know,
1: you know, you can move mountains. Yep.
0: Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Kama?
1: yeah, um, I, I would go with what Reen said, and that just just find. I mean, if if you're lucky enough to pick and choose, um, just uh, and you find some good people for your child um then then that'll help you in the long run and and it's you know what i i learned that it's it's okay to say no it's okay to say no to therapists to teachers it's okay to change teachers it's okay to change therapists if it's not working they might be really qualified but uh, sometimes their the personalities will clash sometimes the the pace is not right for you mm-hmm. so um so I know at the start of the journey everyone is really scared and you're just you're just you don't no one says no you want to settle you yes. just settle because yes. you
0: think that that's, that's you know but
1: yeah. now when I look back and I think about it I I think that oh I, I should have I should have said no I should have um, stand I, I should should have stand up for myself mm-hmm. my English is gone um, <laughs> <laughs> but, it made sense Sorry. but um, yeah so just uh, because it's it's a long journey it's a long journey, so don't torture yourself um, over, you know, don't, don't don't let people beat you down. That's, that's what I feel after mm. looking back yeah. all those years. Yeah. yeah, good
0: advice, good advice. Yeah. Um, my piece of advice is uh, to make friends and influence people. <laughs> so, <laughs> so get to know that's your team, one. get to know your therapists, tell them when you like something that they're doing, tell them that they're valued, um, yes. show an interest. Try and follow through so that they um, they know that what they are doing and the effort that they are making is making a difference to you and your child yeah. um, when they're not in a, in the school or you know in whatever situation that they're in with them, um, and then you know just just the fact that they matter, yeah. um, and you know, from there, I think you soon get to know them because you soon figure out getting to know somebody, you know, you think you know them when you interview them or when they start with your child, but, you know, just have a quick conversation with them, Mm. you know, and just really try and figure out how invested they are in your child and what information they're bringing you on a daily basis and what, what lengths they're prepared to go
1: to, to be part of this child's team. Yeah. So I like yeah. that part about being friends. I'm, I'm ready to bribe my way into anyone's <laughs> heart <Everybody. laughs> now, I don't care anymore. The summary from this
0: podcast <laughs> is bribery and burner phones. <laughs> 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 and on that note, um, thank you so much for joining us today. It's been a lovely conversation. And uh, thank you for joining us um, for this live podcast. And we will look forward to seeing you um, next week. I'm a web, I'm a I'm a, web, a web.